Well, welcome to week two of our Reimagine series. When you hear the word serve, what do you imagine? Now, some may think of a servant, a butler, a maid, like a domestic worker. Some may think of serving time, forced punishment, captivity, like a prisoner or a slave. Some may think of doing your duty, like recruitment into the armed forces. Some may think of a server of ice cream, but that's for another day. John's Gospel records the faith-defining act of service of Jesus when he washed his disciples' feet. You may be familiar with that story, Jesus with a towel and a basin of water kneeling to serve. I wonder how would that translate today? Maybe he'd kneel to serve a frontline pandemic worker. Maybe he'd kneel before a Ukrainian mother and child. Maybe to a policeman stressed by his job, a gay man wanting love and acceptance, a little child, or a spiritual leader. People who serve are often regarded in today's world as heroic, honourable, worthy. I mean, why else would people serve unless they were exceptional humans? But in the history of the world, this perspective was never the case. Servers were considered lower class, doing the necessary menial tasks that few others would do. In 2022, think of uh, fruit pickers, shopping centre trolley collectors, cleaners. Well, whatever we imagine when we hear the word serve, Jesus reimagines it. Jesus redefines service as the hallmark of faith, essential for all Christians. It's not something just for the heroic, not something just for the unworthy. It's something for every follower of Jesus. In Matthew's Gospel, it says, Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus reimagined the word serve, and in doing so, changed the world. He served his disciples by washing their feet. So he was saying, be like me, follow my example. You know, someone once asked Tom Hafey, who's a legendary AFL coach and notorious fitness fanatic, what difference he thought football made to the physical health of fans. Well, He said he didn't think it made any difference. He said, In a football game, you have 36 men on the field desperately needing rest and 50,000 people in the stands desperately needing exercise. You can't get in shape by watching others exercise. Sadly, in many countries worldwide, Christianity has become a spectator sport. Many think that all God wants or expects from them is show up to a service or join online, watch the show, critique the performance, repeat. But just as you can't get into shape by watching others exercise, you can't follow Christ by watching others follow him. Biblical Christianity is not for spectators. It requires your personal participation. The Christian faith 
is a team sport. And when you say, well, you're on Jesus' team, it means you're submitted to his leadership in your life. It's referred to as being his disciple, uh, a word that literally means follower or imitator. Spiritual couch potatoes are not disciples of Jesus. Sideline sitters are not disciples of Jesus. The evidence on the Jesus team is found in the obedient external actions of your life. And according to Jesus, the strongest evidence is found in your willingness to serve. Why? Because Jesus came to us as a servant. It's in his nature. It's who he is, not just what he does. So serving is less about what he wants us to do and more about who he wants us to become. To be on Jesus' team is to be motivated by his love for us. We serve a God we can't see by serving people we can see. In the first letter of Peter, it says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Now this leads to three things. Firstly, everyone on Team Jesus is equipped by God to serve others. In verse 10 we read, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. So what gift do we receive when we step onto Team Jesus? Jesus not only gives his followers saving grace, in other words, his salvation, he also gives us serving grace, the ability to serve. By his grace, God's power is placed in us as a gift to carry on Jesus' work in the world. And when we use our grace gift to serve others, We become God's agents of grace to other people. Our spiritual gifts are given to us for the benefit of others. They are spiritual tools, not awards or trophies. Interestingly, the word serve is like the word from which we get waiter. We are God's spiritual waiters or servers to the world. And we all serve differently according to the grace gift he gives to each of us. Some of us have the hors d'oeuvres. Some of us have the salads. Some of us carry a selection of main courses. Some of us have desserts, others drinks. Some of us have set the table. Some of us clean up afterward. We have been gifted differently in order to function effectively. We all have a role to play in serving, but God is the chef. God gets the glory, not us. You may have heard the phrase, random acts of kindness. Now, it originated in California in 1982 when a customer of a restaurant, later identified as a woman called Anne Herbert, scrawled the words, practice random acts of kindness and senseless acts of beauty on her placemat. Somebody found it and spread it around. It became bumper stickers, quietly at first, but then the word spread worldwide with all the powerful momentum of something important, calling people to live lives of caring and compassion. 
This is a fantastic idea. But God hasn't called us to random casual acts of kindness. He's called us to a deliberate lifestyle of service. And that requires us to be on Team Jesus together because it takes all of God's people to do all of God's work. Here's an interesting and fun fact. Did you know that there's not a single human being in the world who knows enough to make a simple lead pencil all by themselves? Not one single person knows how to mine the graphite, process the wood, produce the rubber, make the paint, build the manufacturing plant, design the assembly line, raise all the investment capital, store and transport all the inventory, and make all the distribution decisions necessary to put a single pencil in your hand today. It takes a lot of different people with a lot of different talents at a lot of different levels in a lot of different places to get one simple pencil into our hands. And if that many people will work hard and cooperate to get pencils to the world, shouldn't we be willing to work equally hard and cooperate equally to get the gospel to the world? The second thing we see in these verses is that everyone on Team Jesus is encouraged to serve others with gratitude. In verse 10, we read, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. Now here the Apostle Peter says disciples of Jesus are to be faithful stewards. In biblical times, stewards were slaves put in charge of their master's possessions and affairs. A steward wasn't an owner, but a manager of the owner's stuff. And faithful refers to someone who can be counted on to do the right thing, the right way, for the right reason. Everything we have, including our spiritual gifts, belong to God, and we are to be faithful in using them correctly, obediently, and graciously. To the degree we are grateful for Jesus' love, we will be faithful in our service to others. The key scripture of this reimagined series comes from Paul's letter to the Ephesian church. He said, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Together as his church, we are the hands and feet of Jesus in the world, by God's power and by God's gifts at work in us. It's faithfulness that unlocks the more of God. And the third thing these verses tell us is that everyone on Team Jesus is empowered by God to serve others. In verse 11 we read, If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. You see, spiritual gifts run on spiritual fuel. The gifts of God to us need the power of God to be effective. If God is to be glorified by serving in his name, it must be service done in his strength. Why? So that he gets all the glory. 
Notice the last part of verse 11. So that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. You know, every generation experiences painful, disruptive, unsettling times and we're not exempt. So how do you keep serving when life gets crazy and people don't seem to notice or care? How do we find time to prioritise everything required of us in these crazy times? There are many reasons we could list for not serving, for not being active on Team Jesus. But if we see serving as just another thing to do, we'll miss the power of God at work in us. Now, I don't pretend to have it all figured out, but I've gained an interesting perspective from living and working amongst Melanesian cultures in Papua New Guinea. When people serve in their community, it's also seen as having benefits for family and for themselves, because it's community that sustains them, supports them, protects them, loves them. Our westernised culture values the family unit and individuality more than community. But God created community, a family for everyone, where service is a sustaining and caring value for all. It's called the church. Over many years, my church community has been a massive blessing to my family, serving us with dedicated and loving leaders who guided our children through God's own and youth with care parcels and meals during times of sickness or when we had a death in the family, with music and creativity and worship to lift our souls and point us towards God, and so much more. When we love God with all of our heart, mind, soul and strength, we will love our neighbour and each other as ourself and serve with everything we have. We become part of Team Jesus his disciples. If you're a disciple of Jesus, you are equipped, encouraged and empowered by God to serve for his glory and the growth of his kingdom. Jesus reimagined what it means to serve, to be a servant. He wants his people to participate in not just the successful life, the heroic life or the wealthy life, but in the humble life of a servant. And in so doing, we become like Jesus, which is the goal of the Christian faith.